back, everybody, the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, your other host, Taylor Wells. Episode 98? Or is this 99? I think we're at 98. I think we're at 98. Coming up on 98. Who's 98? Fuck, I don't know. You don't know anybody that's 98? 98. I feel like, isn't that like Yari Curry or something? Was it Yari Curry 98? NHL players who wore 98. Players who wore 98. Let's see here. Real quick. We probably could have done this before. Sergachev? Okay. Random. But in the league. There you go. Brian Lawton, Mikhail Sergachev, uh, Victor Met, Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So. It's not... It's not so good. So there, yes. <laughs> so there's room for if you, you are a, if you have a young one or are yeah. a young one. Ninety eight <laughs> is available for. It is definitely stardom. available to uh, to make a path because uh, Jesse Pulleyarvi ain't. We are not calling this the Jesse Pulleyarvi episode. Yeah, it's probably Sergachev, but even that feels dirty. Yeah, even that's not necessarily something to brag about. Sure. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, new listeners, welcome. Glad you guys are tuning in for the first time, or maybe you've been uh, listening to our older episodes. Uh, in that case, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, uh, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And uh, <laughs> some of our older episodes are just incomprehensible gibberish. So Sure. Um, yeah, but that's, that's going to happen, you know. Uh, appreciate it. All you listeners, uh, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast you're on. Uh, we did just make the switch recently as uh, once we get once again we joined the Hockey Podcast Network. When we did that, we switched over from our old host to Megaphone. Uh, that's the uh, Spotify-sponsored host. So you can find us on there. I think uh, all the directories are shifting over. But you should be able to find us on all of the normal podcatchers out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual suspects. So... Go out there, search for us, look for us, subscribe, subscribe, and tell your friends. Tell your friends that we exist and uh, that you've got a really great hockey podcast. There you go. Yeah. Uh, also, a little housekeeping stuff. Once again, we want to shout out, uh, I already mentioned it before, the Hockey Podcast Network for sponsoring us. Uh, really happy to be a part of the network. We've even uh, been doing some engagement with our fellow Kraken podcasts out there and uh, having a good time with that. So glad to be on the team and uh, moving forward with that. Also, shout out to our other sponsor this week, John Miller, Fire Chief John Miller. Um, no new message from him. Uh, last week he did he did uh, stress condom awareness week. Mm. And uh, so we hope you guys wrapped your tools out there and uh, had protected sex. There you go. Sponsored next week by Howie's Stick Tape. <laughs> Just wrap it in that. Uh, oh, are those inter- is a, are those interchangeable? Yeah, 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 yeah. It doubles up as it's... both stick tape and uh, you know dog bag wraps. Wouldn't wouldn't sock tape be better? I mean, you know, probably <laughs> if you want to window into the fun. <laughs> At least it looks with... more like. Why is why is your dick look like a mumma f- a transparent mummy? <laughs> Just turn the light off. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Just you, you put it on like you're wrapping a sock. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. That's good. Uh, yeah, so John Miller. And then shout out to our newest sponsor, the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington, Anchor Alliance member, home of the Beers for Beneers special. Mm. If you are in the bar when a cracking game is on and Marty, Matty Beneers gets a goal, beers are cheap. You can get a uh, 
cheap discount on beer when that goal happens. So make sure you go watch all your Kraken games down at the Hub Tavern. Or if you're not in Spokane and you're heading through the area, though, stop by. Say hi to the folks over at the Hub. It's like a second home. Say hi to Dave. Uh, tell him the Blackhawks suck because they do. Yeah. Uh, it's one way to get thrown out of a bar really quick. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. Okay. He's he's, good. Right. he's he'll it, he won't he won't throw you out. He'll just give it. He give you shit back. He'll he'll ask what your team is, and then he'll immediately have a have a response. There you go. There's just one little table in the corner of the bar that's like yeah. the stinkiest. You know the 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 worst little spot to be in, and he just sticks you over there. But probably next to the popcorn machine. Oh, that would be the stinkiest popcorn stink. Yeah. Popcorn yeah. can stink. That's it. Popcorn is de- popcorn is delicious though, and Dave is always fast on it. He's like he's like a quick draw McGraw with with the popcorn. He's always you want some popcorn. Boom. Done. Boom. Yep, hey, Blackhawks suck. You want some popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, and he's also uh, very attuned to uh, the the league, and he knows that the Blackhawks suck. So mm. uh, he's he's a good sport. He's fun. There you go. Yep, absolutely. So shout out to them. Uh, happy to have them on the show. Uh, Wells, um, sounds like you and I are going to be playing some hockey here in April. We sure are. Yeah, we're going to head down to what is it called? It's the Palouse Reserve, I believe, or, or, or Palouse Opening, or something. I don't know, something like that. The opening, something. That sounds right. The Palouse <laughs> Reveal. So it's something like that. Yes. That sounds. That Absolutely. sounds closer. Yeah, we'll be heading down to Moscow, Idaho in April for a tournament down there on our old stomping grounds in Moscow. Uh, Maybe probably pop into another Anchor Alliance bar, the Corner Club, while we're down there just for shits and giggles. Um, Hope to see you guys down there. Uh, It'll be a good time if you're in in Moscow. Uh, Come say hi. And uh, also, one more future thing. God, we're just, we got so much housekeeping. Just firing it off. Uh, you and I are going to be meeting up here uh, this coming Saturday. Sure are. We're going to be at the Kraken game. So uh, I think we're going to spend a little bit of time at Queen Anne's. Queen Anne's, Queen Anne's Beer, Beer Hall. Hall. I think that's the plan. That's the uh, pregame. There, be there probably a few hours before uh, the Kraken game. And probably, I wouldn't be surprised, knowing us, probably hit there and then probably hit any bars in between there and the CPA. So. Yeah, I mean, you can't. If you're going to, you got to shorten your walk somehow, right? So if you. If you if you will be uh, anywhere between Queen Anne's Beer Hall and the CPA, you have been warned. Uh, you might, there's a very strong possibility you might run into us. What is that cold front coming through this bar I'm at? <laughs> oh shit! It's is a that dusty, the dusty bender, bender? Guys. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, uh, but so if you're if you're in the area and uh, and want to want to come say hi and have a beer with us, we're more than happy to do that for you. Um, and it, at the same time, if you guys are, you, we'll probably be rocking some Dusty Bender swag. So if you guys are there interested in that, let us know, and we can we can make that happen. Uh, yeah, probably not before the game, but uh, no, the next no, game, not before the know. game. No, that's not true. I'll just give you the shirt off my back. There you go. Wow, just what the crack, just what CPA wants to see is your this naked a, body. This is a game. This is a game worn long sleeve. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so the only thing I have left is my undies. So I got I yeah. got uh, Dusty Bender tidy whities You want them? <laughs> You just throw them on outside and over your pants. Oh God, we could make some money on Dusty Bender Tidy Whitey. Fuck yeah, we could. That's that's a time honored tradition, my friend. Uh-huh. Good shit. So yeah, Queen Anne's Beer Hall, and then heading there. Um, you and I will be doing a little role reversal for that game. So the the first time you and I went to a cracking game, you were the one wearing the away. I sure beer. was. Yeah, you were a 
Big Duckies fan uh, for our last game. Now the table, the turntables have turned. The turntables have turned. Uh, I'll be I'll be rocking a Red Wings jersey while you're the Kraken fan this time. That's so, right. Uh, now the now the shoes on the other foot, and I'll get to experience. Uh, I'll be I'll be a, an enemy away fan at a Kraken game. I can't wait to experience it. I'm a little more obnoxious at hockey games than you, so you, you might be in for a fucking wild ride. I don't know. See, usually when I when I was there, when, when you're in for the home team, it's easy to just like sure. be cool and collective. But when you're when you're in a sea full of uh, opposing fans, it's uh, you could you could talk a little more shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. You just got to find the biggest guy that's also a fan of the away team and and just make friends with them at the beer line. Then you're Fuck. then you're set. Yeah, I I remember my very first NHL game. It was a Red Wings game uh, against Colorado in Denver. Oof. And. There was enough Red Wings fans, though, that at one point, the whole arena was going, let's go Red Wings. Oof. And then, right, so the, the, the Avs fans realized what was happening, and then we were drowned out by Red Wings suck. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they not not let's go Avs. No, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be that. Come on. <laughs> just, just petty. Was, uh, to, give you, to give you a time frame on that, that, uh, that game, Joe Sackick was still on IR because he had just severed his finger in a snowblower oof but he was still on the team technically oof yeah man so how do you do that, that? dates I, me a little I, bit you know i have i have anxiety just flipping my fucking lawnmower over and i know it's off you know <laughs> i flip it on the back just to clean out the, the extra grass and stuff like it's electric too right, right? like I, I have enough anxiety doing that let alone yeah just makes your butthole pucker yeah just shoving my hand down a snowblower and hoping to meet jesus another day god i can't even imagine it's fuck well hey who knows now okay all right maybe he's onto something though maybe he had to lose that finger in order to become an award-winning gm oh yeah like maybe the best gms have missing appendages eiserman eiserman's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh you know i really couldn't become a good gm till i chopped this finger off in a freaking snowblower (laughs) It's a sacrifice to the hockey gods. Like he goes up to he goes up to like the 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 the, the Gordy House statue, just with a cleaver. Jump! <laughs> oh, what the hell, uh, Gordy? Honestly, it was probably Gord- fucking Lou, Lou Lamorello's idea. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking crazy bat. Look, Gordy House statue's eyes light up. Oh, oh, it's cloudy night. Just. One <laughs> one fucking ray of light shines down onto Iserman nine finger, and you shall be given the Iser plan, the gift of the Iser plan. <laughs> yes, Gordy. <laughs> yes, Mister Hockey. <laughs> Uh, seems plausible. It seems like something would happen. Yeah, it's def- that definitely happened. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Uh, got lots of stuff coming up. That'll be a good time. We're ag- actually even going to re- do our in-person recording. So, that'll be a good time. <sighs> yeah, there's going to be no delay between your facial expressions and me flipping you off underneath the desk. Right. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Literally, this is this will be real time. It just ends <laughs> in a all-out brawl in my office. <laughs> <laughs> just hear shit rolling around people are like this is the best episode yet <laughs> highest listener count <laughs> easy it's just it's just muffled fucking get off me fuck you <laughs> backup goalies are not important i will roundhouse kick you 
shoot. Oh yeah, we have we have a great time. So yeah, um, lots of lots of cool shit going on for the Dusty Bender podcast. Um, and uh, last but not least, uh, even further out, uh, we'll be participating in the Spokane tournament for third line hockey. Yep. Um, those folks, God, they're just just a bunch of great people. Beauties. So. Um, Happy, happy to be a part of that. We'll share more details when we get closer to that day. You know, All right. Yeah. One thing on that. Hockey? The only issue with that that I have is we have to fucking skate. Maybe. 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 Uh, so their their big thing is their draft tournaments, spelled not D-R-A-F-T, mm. but draft as in draft beer. Oh. Yeah. So the, drafted, the, the, the team drafting is decided by drinking contest. That's pretty fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're that's, last. That's we're I'm gonna saying. be first pick and first one <laughs> off the ice. <laughs> we'll win, we'll win first pick, and then we're too hungover to get to the fucking draft. That's right. That sounds about right. All right, I think that's all we have for housekeeping. We did, did I fucking miss anything? Yeah, probably not. All right, all right. Nothing. If I didn't mention it, that probably wasn't important. That's right. Yep. All right. Jumping into some Seattle Kraken talk, folks. We have a lot to cover with this team uh, because at the moment they seem to be sucking just a long schlong. Long schlong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming out of the All-Star break, I don't know if their their feelings were hurt uh, that they didn't get to send anybody to the All-Star game or maybe – uh, everybody was too hungover from Jared McCann's engagement in Hawaii. What, whatever the case may be, uh, they get out of the break and proceed to go, I think, 1-3-1. One, and one. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, dropping three straight to the three. Well, I guess I, there are New York listeners that would be very upset if I called New Jersey a New York team. Uh, but, yeah, those, those areas, uh, the dropping ones to the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Devils in um, – pretty convincing fashion like i don't if if you did you watch these games at all yeah yeah it was ugly they 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 looked like they were playing catch up the whole time yeah i mean they were uh, they were lucky to score four goals in three games i mean it, it could it could have been much worse honestly i think the rangers game just because it was out of hand already in the fucking first period oh is God. it just kind of lit a little bit of a spark under their asses and then they scored a couple but yeah it, it, it honestly collectively losing 13 to four over those three games it wasn't even that close no it wasn't and uh, it's the islanders you know maybe are a little they, they did have the misfortune of playing two teams that were energized by new trades sure. like they played bohorv like the bohorvat islanders and then the tarasenko rangers back to back so that sucks and then you know the devils are i think they of the three games, they played the Devils a little better, in my opinion. Yeah. But still playing from behind. Um, just just a really, honestly, a pathetic effort. I mean, the Devils, they at least didn't have a goal where the defense just forgot that they were in a building playing hockey professionally. Oh. And you want to you wanna dig into this again? Yeah, I do, because it's fucking right. horrendous. So, listeners, tell, tell us if you've heard this before. Uh, the Seattle Kraken regained the puck in their defensive zone and they start a breakout and uh the defense as soon as the puck starts heading the other way the defense decides that they are no longer defensemen Mm. they are they are the fourth and fifth offensemen and they're going to join the breakout Uh, well the other team understands that this is going to happen 
and uh, they leave somebody at the back door standing right next to our goalie. Mm. Quite, quite literally, right next. Like they're they're having they're basically camping out with Martin Jones or or Grubauer, having a cup of coffee. Um, yeah, having a cup of coffee, asking him how his day is, just hanging out, knowing that an inevitable turnover toward the upper part of the defensive zone and in the neutral zone is going to happen, and the puck gets back in, and it's an easy banger goal. You think you think that guy sitting in the back door is like, hey, uh, your defense left you? Check this out. I'm going to fucking bury one on you. <laughs> sure as shit. He's wide open in front. <laughs> Fuck. Jones is just like, I don't, I don't Jones, even know. Jones, Jones and Grubauer are both like, yeah, dude, this has been happening for two years now. <laughs> like, you're literally not telling me anything new. Honestly, it might be, uh, like, maybe what Jones and Grubauer need to do is, uh, you know, skate out of their crease a little bit and mm. try to, and, and actually, this it's on both of them. That's why the goalies are so shitty, is right. they need to be pushing up into the play as well. <laughs> right, in, in right. that's hopes. what it is. Not uh, It's a lack of commitment to the breakout and the transition yeah, exactly. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all the issues we're, that we have. At, we're not committing goal. hard enough to the breakout. Yeah, it's honestly a tragedy that they aren't up at the blue line by the time the puck gets turned over and goes in their fucking net. What an absolute <laughs> joke, dude. It is. It, it's getting, it, like, we're la- I think when we talked about this previously, we've laughed about it. Now, or, or we haven't laughed about it. It's like a serious thing. Now it's laughable because it it literally keeps happening. It's every game. Like, you would think that they would learn. Like, it, it, there are people. There, imagine this, Taylor. There are people literally paid. Their only job is to re-watch the hockey games. What? And then go to the coach and say, hey, uh, this 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 <laughs> what happened. Like, we're, we're leaving somebody up. And then... Maybe it's a breakdown. Maybe, like, do you think Haxtell, like, has short-term memory loss? He learns it. He's like, oh, God. I'll go, all right, I'll, I'll go tell Elysiac. Okay. And then he gets in the locker room. He's like, fuck. What was I going to say? What was I supposed to tell Elysiac? God damn it. Must not have been important. Anyways, good game. You know what they're going to start doing? They're going to start putting a fucking uh, 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 weight in the fucking dots in their zone. <laughs> and they're going to start tying the defense to those fucking dots. With just enough chain to play their actual it's, positions, I I think the frustrating part is is th- this type of goal. This is not a skill thing. This is not Mm-mm. like this isn't them getting out skilled or out coached. This is beer league level shit. Like if you're a defenseman, fucking look behind you. Oh God! Always, 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 always look behind you. It's I, I I don't know how to stress this enough. I, they're doing the wrong drills in practice. That's definitely what it is. I, yeah. I just, I, uh, yeah. I and it's so, I, more often than not in this little streak that we've had since the all-star break. It's it is Alexiak and it's fucking it's been Borgen who's Borgen, playing with him right yeah. now, too. Right. So it's just it's it's like I literally was watching and would just go, who was on D? And sure yeah. as shit, it's that fucking deep pair. Well, uh, our our new guy, his first game was pretty rough. Yeah, he, too. Had, he had a rough go. Magna. So, Schmegna. yeah, Magna, Magna has not uh, impressed me even too much. Um, unfortunately, that just seems. I granted, you know. It, so, and you and I were talking about this off mic. Like, normally when the, this has been a consistent problem all year. Mm-hmm. Normally, how we get over it though is not necessarily fixing the problem for whatever reason. We just outscore the problem. Right. And with the absence of Andre Berkowski, 
uh, I did you could you have imagined that this guy was so responsible for so much offense on this team? I mean, he's been playing like it all year. So, I I mean, so as soon as you lose someone like that, and this is what you and I were discussing a little bit, as soon as you lose someone like like Burakovsky in the season that he's having with Beneers and stuff like that, you there, there's there's a couple different directions that you can go. You start to shut down a little more, right? So you play a little bit more of a defensive game because you just aren't as offensively gifted, right? That is that's an option. But I think I think one of the things, and this is what highlights Hackstall not really being an elite level coach to me, is you got to find those combinations or yeah. play your play your Tolvin and Bjorkstrand line as a first line because that line is moving. Those two guys are literally like they must be best friends or something. I don't fucking know because you watch mm-hmm. them play and they know where they're each other at. They're just they're they're firing on all cylinders together, which we love to see. But you know, then then at the same time. They're just they're not getting enough minutes and stuff like that, right? So you gotta you gotta kind of tweak your lines a little bit. And I know he put Tanev on too, but there's got to be something else, right? And I think so. That's right. to me where a good coach would go. Oh, right, adjust the game plan, adjust the lines, right? Figure out where that goal scoring is going to come from. And it just doesn't seem to be what Hackstall does. He just goes, oh, we're missing Bjork or Burakovsky. Sure, let's just go ahead and move McCann from the third line up there like you know what I mean like I I mean which on paper looks really good but you got to see something I I do think so those three games that they lost against the you know the the New York teams and that and the Devils I there were a lot of unluck like a lot of unlucky uh, I think they hit I think at the Islanders game they hit like two or three posts against the Devils they hit a crossbar too right so like you know so, so some some hard luck in those games as well but yeah, but them still getting outshot. Still getting outshot. Still getting outworked. Like it's just you know, I, I think that's that's where you really got to look to the coach and say you know, hey, we got to figure something out. Well, this this we can't just lose just, one player you, and, and the you season's can't over. have these defensive laps when we have at best average goaltending. Yeah. Like on on Grubauer and Jones's best day, they're average to slightly above average. Sure. Like we do not have elite level goaltending. Sure. And on, on the Colorado Avalanche, on the Tampa Bay Lightning, you can get away with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because you've got an elite defense in front of you. The Kraken do not. Yeah. So it's it kind of segues into talking a little bit. Oh, oh, and also one of the other things we wanted to talk about, if it wasn't for the defense sucking, it's our special teams sucking. That mm. penalty kill. I think dude. we let – didn't we get – oh, God. Like, it's, I mean, I guess that does tie right into the defense again, though. Like, our special teams, well, but it goes both ways, because our power play is trash, yeah, it's, too. It's been, it's been horrible. It's been struggling. So, it's it's kind of the idea of, do you double down, and, and you and I were talking about this before, do you double down on your strength, whereas your strength is to outscore your problems, or do you try to fix your shortcomings? Yeah. And I... Honestly, I don't know if there's a right answer. I think I think the easiest answer is to increase your strengths because it seems like defensemen are kind of at a premium right now or harder to get this trade deadline than offensemen. So adding like a power play specialist or something is, is probably a little easier to do. Mm-hmm. But 
you and I don't really believe in that. We believe in being a real-wounded team and trying to fix your shortcomings. So you're looking at more of like a a stay-at-home defenseman that could maybe chip in on the power play. It's it's tough. Yeah. But looking at, I think we even had a shorthanded goal against us. Devil's game, right? In one of these games, yeah. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to say. Like that. That shit just can't happen. That shit just can't happen. Well, I know they did against the Flyers. They ended up pulling that one out of their ass, but. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I, I think you're right because, you know, it, even that game though was bad. Like it wasn't it, great. It, it's like, we barely pulled out a win against the fucking Philadelphia Flyers who just had John Tortorella come out and tell everybody that they sucked. <laughs> like he literally just took, he, he literally wrote the season ticket holder saying like, Hey, we got more shit to do. I mean, it was a slog of a game too. So, I mean, usually you see if it's a four, three game, right? Right. You usually see 30, 30 plus, probably not more than 40 mm-hmm. shots, but definitely in the 30 range. No, these two teams combined for 39 fucking shots in that game. Yeah, it's just crazy. an absolute slog of a game, which a lot of that is Tortorella's structure. But If I'm not mistaken, that game also started early. That's a good that was question. an early start game. Like I remember watching that game at like 9 or 10 in the morning, West Coast time. That is a great question. I think it was because it was what Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I think it was something like that. So it was. it was one of those weird early games. So maybe that maybe that had a role into it. But honestly, like it, it just did continue a pattern because then they went off and played. Granted, they played Winnipeg a little better, but not. Mm-hmm. It it was more of like, it's more of like we saw an elite level performance from Grubauer True. instead of the team better. Like they still got outshot by fucking double. Yeah, I, yeah, which is yeah, it's crazy, but. Which of those games of the of the road trip, like that one worries me the most. Like Philly, the Devil, like yeah. I, I mean, if you're a long term guy and you think they might meet them in the Cup final, okay, worry about those games. But Winnipeg, Winnipeg's, it's very possible that they run into them if they do a deep playoff run, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll kind of get to in a second. But you know, it, Winnipeg's a good measuring stick, and they outskated the shit out of us, and they didn't even have their good goaltender in. Yeah, they had Riddick in. I mean, capable backup, sure. but... Yeah, I, I mean, they, yeah, you're right. They played a much better game against Winnipeg, which which is good to see after getting dominated for three games, putting up a stinker and still getting lucky against Philly. Like, they needed that game, right? They needed that game to end the road trip and, and then go home. But... Yeah, back back to your point. I think I think when it comes to like what the Kraken should do, and we've been speculating this a little bit of of kind of what we think Francis might do versus like what we what we think that the Kraken need to do at the deadline. Forwards are always going to be in more abundance, right? Yep. There's just more of them yep. available and and more of them on the ice, right? I mean, there's just there's a lot of things that go into it. And then you go defense, and then goalies are, are very rarely moved at the deadline, right? Like, I think we probably will see some backups. Uh, I think you could easily see, you know, the the Halaks of the world and, and those kind of guys get moved a little bit. But I think um, – or Verlamov, sorry. I always say Halak because he was an Islander for a right, bit. Right. But, uh, you know, you could see, I think you could see those guys get moved unless, you know, that specific example, Islanders are in a spot and they need their backup. I think that they, then you see them hold on to them. But – in that case, those goalies that are getting moved are realistically not supposed to step into a starter's role. If you're in the playoffs, you should have your essentially clear-cut starter 
and then you're basically shoring up your backup role, right? That's what we see more or less at the deadline with goalies because because they're just they're a little harder to come by. But right. yeah, I think I, I think when we can we can really dive into it when we start looking at the you know trade bait list and things along those lines. But something's got to happen, right? And it, like you said, it's easier to double down on what you're good at. But I think there's there's a lot of things that come into play. I think what scares me the most is Francis is known as a drafting GM. And so he's he yep. wants to hold on to those picks so bad unless there's an absolute steal of a deal. Uh, and that worries me a little bit because there are definitely some holes on this team. Boy, ain't that the fucking truth. There sure is. That's, and, and that's a problem. Like, you know, you and I, so you and I were talking about before. Like, could we get by with this offense fully healthy? Probably. Yeah. Probably, I, I think that there's there's enough depth there to where we're dangerous, mm-hmm. um, but you, we're, we're living in a fantasy world if they think they're going to fix both the goaltending and the defense. Mm-hmm. So at bare minimum, you got to try to make an attempt to fix one or the other. Yep. And I, I understand bringing in Menga is an attempt at that, um, but he's not. He's he's more of a shutdown guy, mm-hmm. and even then, it's going to take him some time to get used to our system. And he's been skating with arguably the best offensive defenseman in the league right now. So, right. you know, you take you take that for what you can get. Um, so that kind of leads us into uh, right now. It, it's we're we're gonna do our actual trade deadline pre up. You know, later on Saturday when you and I are in person, but kind of talking about because there's a lot of rumors swirling around right mm-hmm. now. Um, the most recent today is that, uh, the Kraken have been kicking tires on Jonathan Taze. Mm. Um, you and I have similar feelings on this, but go ahead. Tell me, what do you, what, how do you feel about Jonathan Taze as a Seattle Kraken? Cups. That's that's really the only positive thing that I can say is you definitely want to load up on guys who have done it before. Cups and face-offs. Sure. Guy is leading the league in faceoffs. Sure. Pointless stat. Right. Right. So, I, I wish we could have somebody on here that like was a true believer in the faceoff mm-hmm. stat. Like there are, I, you and I have talked to him before. There are people that like absolutely think that a faceoff is key. Like a faceoff win percentage is like key to success. Mm-hmm. I, you and I are not those people. Yeah, it's definitely it's <laughs> far from. You and I are not those people. We know that winning faceoffs means almost dick all. Right. Um. Yeah, you control play for five, ten seconds, but right. normally, more often than not, depending on where you are on the ice, a faceoff win. You know, if you win a faceoff win in the defensive zone, that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting out of your zone. Right. Um. So, I, I in fact, a, a an offensive zone faceoff win is almost more important than a defensive zone one. Sure. Um, sure. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I yeah. So faceoffs is is fine. I think faceoffs do come in. I think they gain a little weight in the playoffs right i think i think you do i could i could see that argument i could at least you know have a conversation with someone who said that that was an argument for faceoff percentage being a good thing but for me and and, and don't get me wrong i think Taves is having a pretty decent year he's having not necessarily a re- renaissance like an eric carlson renaissance but you know he, he's having a decent year to where on a cup contender team he could easily fit into a third line center role because I already have a one and two punch, uh, you know, down the middle that I'm comfortable rolling with, and then I stick Taves and his half contract because Chicago 
you know, has to hold on to it as much as they can. Right. Right. Um, for, for him to actually be able to go somewhere based on his contract, uh, AAV. So yeah, for me, for me, that doesn't, that doesn't move it. I don't know. I think one of the things that you and I have kind of said that they do need is the power play has been almost as atrocious as the, as the penalty kill, especially recently. So I think it's, that's definitely an area that they need some help. And Taves isn't necessary. I mean, Taves is a two way guy, right? I mean, he's a, the reason he has cups is because he's a Bergeron type. He's a, he's a uh, Anze Kopitar. He's a Jonathan, Jonathan Brown yeah, type. He's a Jonathan yeah. Taves type, right? I mean, he's a, he is a two way guy that, you know, will put his heart and soul into it on the back check, right? I mean, I think that's what makes him, makes him a, a, a good ad. Uh, but I think that's one of the areas that, the, that they just don't need, right? As much as we have kind of had reserves about Wenberg, he's having a decent year. I think worst case scenario, you can move Yanni Gord up to that second line center role, right? So I think I think down the middle, the Kraken aren't. That's not really where the concerns at, and and quite frankly, down uh, on the wings, even with Burakovsky out, I'm not super concerned about it. So, um, yeah, I just I don't I don't know where the fit is there. I've heard a lot of people say, uh, you know, like uh, he, he it's a good mentorship. What it's a good mentorship for not even half a season. You know, like maybe a little yeah. bit of playoff mentorship, like Yanni Gord can give him that, right? Um, you know, I, I just, I, for me, that's just not, if that's what we're looking at Jonathan Taves for is to mentor Matty Beniers for three months, uh, you know, one to two playoff series in reality, right? If that's <laughs> the only move that they make, they're one to two playoff series, right? I, I just, yeah. you know, they got to make, they got to make a little bit more of a splash, especially on that back end, like we've talked about defense and goalies to to kind of even so be real but let's kind of let's kind of transition to that for a second so we're talking you know this team is right in the thick of it you know yeah. the standings they're, they're looking pretty good um they're surrounded by teams that also are aware that the west is wide open yeah. um it, the west is not the east the east is pretty much set you know you've got yeah there's a log jam, and we'll get into the log jam here in a little bit but um the East, there, there's a lot of teams that you can just pencil in. Yeah. Um, whereas the West, yeah, there's some teams that you can pencil into the playoffs. But can you could you tell me right now who the favorite to win the West is? I mean, you have to think it's Colorado just based on their on their pedigree. But yeah, but like they're not. I mean, yeah, they're playing a little better as of late, but it's still not the same team. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah. So you you're right. you'd think. Franzos, Franz, uh, they, I just got to think Franzosa got hurt. So, mm. um, not that he's their starter, but I mean, they're dealing, they're dealing with injuries, you yeah. know, um, they're Makar's down. Um, and that's gonna, that's gonna plague them for quite a while. So, right. um, you would think that's Colorado and they're, and they're third in the central, which like, they're not even, they're not even in a, they're not even leading the division. I think what tells you the most about the West right now is, Colorado has been dealing with, if not if not the same amount, more injuries than a team in the East like the Red Wings. They've just they've been injured all yeah. fucking year, yep. and for them to still be third in the Central just should should tell everybody good. that they you know are still pretty good. But they that like the West is just a little, it's anybody's guess, right? I mean, it's kind it's it's much more of a guess this year than. I think you could have looked at even even as far down as St. Louis last year and gone, 
holy shit, like they, you know, West could West could put a winner together here, right? So, right. I, you know, I, I think, absolutely, yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think it's it is open for the taking, but the way that the Kraken sit right now, especially when goaltending and defense in the playoffs, goaltending, defense, and depth at forward in the playoffs is what's what's clutch. They have one of those. Even with Burakovsky yep. out, I think they still have one of those. They are missing the other two, right? So uh, a little little concerning for the Kraken, I think. But yeah, so I, I'd be I'd be really really surprised to see Francis not do something. But I think a Jonathan Taves just doesn't push the needle for me. Sure, I think you're just kind of you're, you're honestly just making a logjam at forward as soon as Berkey's back because I think Berkey is like I said. There's there's people who are saying that he could be easy, he could easily be back tomorrow. Right. right. Um, so I think, I think you look towards that defense because it's going to be easier than goalies to shore up. But at the same time, like, who knows? Because you know, if you want a Chikrin or even a Dumba or Klingberg, are going to require a second round pick in a very deep draft for a GM yep. that loves to draft, right? So yep. I, yeah, I just I'm not sure. I I don't I don't want to get our hopes up because you're just you're looking yeah. for. You're looking for positive change. Sure. And what and Wells, speaking of positive change. Mm. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, positive ones. Oh. Which is all well and good. But most of the time pretty unrealistic. How how many times have you tried to set a New Year's resolution and you didn't do it? Every time? Last year I sent monthly resolutions because I <laughs> knew I couldn't do a full fucking year or something. <laughs> There you go. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, most people, most uh, the most common one probably is to get back to the gym, start being working out. And uh, I'm one of those people. When I go to the gym, I need to have some good headphones when I go. If I if I forget my headphones and my headphones aren't working or uh, they're not charged, whatever the case may be, it pretty much ruins my entire workout. I need to have my headphones just blaring. And if you want something like that, good sound quality, I suggest checking out Raycon. Raycon is a premium audio, is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker, speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So if you don't even, if you, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair, or a spare and still pay less than you would with some other with some of the other guys probably like uh, I don't know there's that one brand with the with the B you know what I'm talking about what is it oh yeah yeah what's what was the remember, remember. eat eats by ray ah yes uh, rhymes yeah. with <laughs> yeah uh or I, it, he does he does really well with that brand considering he's dead and locked in Eminem's basement sure sure he's been there for a long time <laughs> Holy shit, was that Eminem lyrics on the show? Whoa. Uh, what, that is weird. Yeah, what you don't know is by the 100th episode, we're going to be uh, singing Eminem lyrics as our intro song. So <laughs> that's just a little taste. <laughs> just a little taste of what's to come, yeah. folks. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure that you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. 
Folks, uh, lots of stuff on these, uh, lots of functions, three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable ear, uh, in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, and water and sweat resistant. Oh, man. Uh, eight uh, everyday earbuds or 11 everyday speakers have hours of playtime with them. Are you ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN. That stands for The Hockey Podcast mm. Network, if you didn't know that. THPN today and get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. I do need some new earbuds. Yes. So... That's that's where I'm. That's where I'm gonna have to go. There you go. Cool. And if and if headphones aren't doing it for you, if you're just you know uh-huh. sitting on your phone and and you need a little more than some headphones, you can. You're a degenerate. You're a degenerate, and you are right. watching TV plus on your phone plus listening to headphones. Uh, right. There is an app. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, called DraftKings. Whoa, yeah, it's crazy. Tell me more. Uh, NBA fans. Yeah. Right, it's time to bring yep. the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook. There's that app we were talking about. I think I think NBA fans do exist. Uh, not confirmed, but I you know we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new okay. customers can bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Whoa! Plus. For a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Say that ten times fast. That is Selly sells, she shells by the That's correct. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free get-back. That's a sweet deal. right? You lose, and you still get back, right? Oh, absolutely. So I, I know I know we're we're kind of you know obviously a hockey podcast. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I do like to do, and, and I, I've done this in the past, is I uh, had a buddy who was a big NBA fan. So I would do the NHL sides of our bets, pick the winners, and then the next day we would do an NBA bet. So I, I do know I, I I have watched an NBA game in the last year. Uh, for anyone listening to this, that is actually it. They do play basketball. Um, uh, Okay. So I, I'm curious what you think of the Chicago Bulls versus the Milwaukee Bucks game tomorrow. Who do you who are you taking chance? Well, um, I don't necessarily know where Milwaukee is. I think so. it's Wisconsin, isn't it? The only way I know is, is Milwaukee it? best, and that's because I'm a fucking degenerate. So gotcha. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, uh, you know, um, the the Bulls they've been they've been really tearing up the court lately, sure. but. Uh, but but the but the but the Bucks, uh, they they've they've been really hanging in there too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it could be could be a toss up, you know. Yeah, what I really like about the Bucks is in the last minute of the game, they only use yeah. half of their timeouts, so it only draws the game out a little bit. That's right. So I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee right. Bucks tomorrow. I think the Bucks, you know, have a good chance of win. I don't know the odds on that. Maybe I should have looked it up. Bucks, as in like the Buccaneers? Uh, just like like oh, like the like, like the deer point. bucks. Yeah, like a ten point. Buck. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go with them because I don't think uh, Michael Jordan plays for Chicago anymore. So. No, he's on the IR. I think. Okay. He's All he's right. he um, is on DraftKings right now. That's how much he loves betting. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll probably have to go with the Bucks um, as well uh, because I've gone deer deer hunting before. There you go. And uh, there's some a loose loose affiliation with that. Whereas uh, Chicago Bulls, um, I have never. Well, I, well, I did spend some time on a farm and even rode horses and and did some bucking broncos. Mm. Uh, never really did too much with bulls unless uh, you were uh, doing some some maintenance with them. So, gotcha. Uh, yeah, not not uh, not too much experience on that front. Um, the last time I saw a basketball game was when. Uh, friend of the show Devin Lewis made me watch a Tim Timberwolves game. There you go. 10 points if you uh, know where they're from. Minnesota. Nice. 10 points to Gryffindor. I couldn't like Minneapolis maybe. I don't know yeah, where they actually well, it's, I think it's it one is. of those yeah. like Minnesota's a state, so sure. They're from somewhere in the state. <laughs> yeah. You were, yeah, you, were you were dead on. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I I was in high school. Yeah. So. so so Dusty Benders <laughs> is no bull. So. No no bull about the NBA here, folks. That's right. Only uh, truth. Definitely go over to DraftKings and place your bets. And also DraftKings also has lots of NHLs. They sure do. So go ahead and download the app now and sign up with the code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network THPN. New customers, again, can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Let's segue into that real quick uh, before we get back into the conference stuff. We'll kind of start here and work our way back. Uh, Currently looking at DraftKings Sportsbook, NHL Championship Stanley Cup odds. Who's the favorite? Who do you think? Who do I think is the favorite? I bet it's Boston. Who's the favorite? That is correct at plus four seventy five. Okay, okay. Uh, there is a two way tie Ooh. for second. Oh, can I try? I'm gonna try to guess. One it. of, I don't. Ooh, Are they both East Coast? Either one of these. No, no. I don't think you're gonna get either one of these. Oh honestly. shit! Go ahead. Give me, give me your shot. One is Carolina. Okay, that's surprising. Did I yes, get that? Correct. Nice. Okay, because I, yeah, I like correct. Carolina. Plus, plus six fifty. Plus six fifty. So the other one tied yep. is at six fifty. So let's see. And you and you you gave me a hint that it's in the West. Yep. Um, they go. They pretty much go off right? of standings, I think. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just toss Colorado out there and hope that I got right. Boy, look two at me for fucking two. rolling. Dude. Nice work. I swear I don't nice. have it pulled up. That's I I believe yeah. you. Um. And they definitely go off of popularity because uh, the, the the third one here, the third or fourth, depending on how you look at it, is is not going to win it. So, um, who do you think number four is? Oh, number four, huh? Uh, team that should not be here. Team that should not be there. Anaheim Ducks. No. <laughs> team that won't the, be there uh, for the next five fun, years. Anaheim Ducks. Fun fact: the Ducks are plus one hundred thousand to win oh, the cup. Shit, I'm throwing it down today <laughs> fuck yeah um hold on actually okay so the san jose sharks chicago blackhawks columbus blue jackets arizona coyotes anaheim ducks and montreal Canadiens are plus one hundred thousand to win fuck the cup. yeah that's gotta feel so good. 
So there, I just, I just will. You know what? I'll do you one better. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers are plus fifty thousand, and the Vancouver Canucks are plus twenty. All right, so you're really, you're really cutting down. You're really making my life a lot easier to try to guess who number four is. Thank you for that. You're number no four. Uh, I bet you it's Toronto. Dude, you have the fucking. No, list I don't. Book, I you? swear to God, Dude, I'll screen share okay. right now. Yeah, it is. It is Toronto, yeah, because yep. it's it um, is it's all like the first couple you can't get away with just being like fan favorites, and then yep. and then they just start getting into well everyone loves Toronto they'll bet on Toronto right. and yeah yep there you go yep. God I was four uh, for four following me. yeah it was pretty good oh okay we'll we'll keep going until you all lose right. who's next number five At plus one thousand two hundred one thousand two hundred. Then you then you're gonna throw Dallas in there. Ooh, all right, you finally lost. lost. One, huh? Okay. Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning yeah, coming in guess. at one thousand two hundred. Um, this one's kind of surprising. Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Coming in at, at fourteen hundred, tied with the Oilers, the Vegas Golden Knights at fourteen hundred. Wow. Dallas at fifteen hundred. Rangers at fifteen hundred. Devils at sixteen hundred. Ooh, Devils. Flame. That's that's uh, sneaky. sneaky. Rangers and Devils, there's some good money to be made mm-hmm. on those bets right there. Those are some sneaky uh, bets. Tarasenko already if, got a, new, a goal with his new team. You love oh, yeah. to see it. Um, if from from a strictly degenerate gambling perspective, there is value on betting the Rangers and the Devils time, right now dude. to win the cup. Hundred percent. Big time. Um, Cal- Calgary Flames plus two thousand. That seems very high for the that Flames. Very high. Um, plus two thousand for the Minnesota Wild. Also very yep. high. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins plus two thousand five hundred. Eh, it's about right. Yeah. Winnipeg plus two thousand eight hundred, and then our Seattle Kraken coming in at the same as the Jets two thousand eight hundred. Minnesota is twenty five hundred. I can't. Minnesota might not even make the playoffs. A very how are good they higher than the out. Kraken? Holy yeah. How are they even? Dicks, how are they even higher than the Kraken? Considering that the the Kraken are. Like ninety six percent going to make the playoffs. I mean, that's a better team than Minnesota. That doesn't make any sense. Um, some surprises on here. So looking at like teams that the Kraken are above, uh, we've got the L.A. Kings at plus thirty five hundred, okay. the Washington Capitals at four thousand, wow. the Panthers at four thousand, the Islanders at five thousand, and and then everybody else kind of sucks. Predators at six thousand, Buffalo Sabers at ten thousand, Blues at ten thousand, Red Wings twenty thousand. Mm. Ooh, sneaky bet right there. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. Let's uh, let's let's fucking go. Three wins in a row, and they're winning tonight. So yeah, they yeah. So okay, from a from a betting perspective, I think we already kind of hit on it. Like I like sneaky bets right here. New York Rangers, New Jersey Devils for the value. Yeah, it's great. I like that a lot. It's great. I like that a lot. Yeah, hell, even the Tampa Bay Lightning at one thousand two hundred, that's not bad. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't mind that at all. Um, hell, even the favorite Boston Bruins at plus four seventy five, that's not bad value for the favorite. That just tells you they they don't quite know who. They is don't leading. know. <laughs> yeah. So might as well might as well cash in now if you feel confident about some of those teams because they don't really know what the fuck's going on even in the east which is like we said more set i think i think one thing we can pull from all of these is there's a much higher chance that the winner's coming from the east right now right i think i think we'd have to count those teams up but i think oh you know if there were if there were gambling odds west versus east winner um i would definitely say 
yeah, say that. Throw them yeah. East in there. So there, there are more Stanley Cup contenders in the East than there are the West. Um, so let's let's actually dive into that. We were already talking about the jam-packed West, um, so we can dive into that right now. Looking at the standings at the moment, um, you've got Dallas is leading the conference right now with uh, 71 points. Um, their record 30, 14, and 11. So they are mostly leading the conference and their division because they've lost more games in overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 11 if overtime that, losses. That's crazy, dude. That is that is a lot of overtime we're not losses. Even a th- we're not um, even a third of the way through the season, and, and we're at uh, – or maybe we are a third. Maybe, or, sorry, two-thirds. We're not even th- the fact that you even get into double-digit overtime losses just is, is mind-blowing. There's three teams in the West with double digits, man. That's so weird. That's so weird to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. In any case. So, you've got, when – and this is kind of what we were talking about before. The West is wide the fuck open. Yeah. Okay, you've got it's. There is no clear cut favorite. I know that the odds say Colorado, and yes, a fully healthy Colorado Avalanche. You could make an argument. You could also make an argument that a fully healthy Vegas Golden Knights team is is the favorite. Sure. Um, but that's not reality right now. Colorado and Vegas are injured. Um, you know they'll be. We're talking about you know Colorado missing multiple people at the moment. Vegas is missing. Uh, Logan Thompson, their arguable Calder in the Calder conversation mm-hmm. goalie, and Mark Stone, the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, you've got people arguing over right now if they're going to pick up Patrick Kane, which would, God, wasn't it? We were just talking about this. Like, are they going to st- are they going to sell Stan Pat or do what they tried to do last right. year? They're going to they're they're going to do what they did last year for sure. Just buy Patrick Kane and then bring bring Stone back when the playoffs start. Fuck yeah. Stone Stone's like oh, I'm having mental uh, issues. So, yeah, I think they'll my be back, good. My, I think, my back, yeah, my back, my back hurts until day one of the playoffs. Right. That I'm. That I'm good. He's that Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, yeah. gif where he gets out of the wheelchair. Out of the fucking wheelchair. Out of the coffin. Yeah. Uh, good for him. This is good That's shit. Bold strategy. So, but like, I mean. Even from a points perspective, you know, we're looking at that the, the Dallas is leading the conference with 71 points. You've got Winnipeg behind them with 69, Vegas with 68, uh, LA with 67, Seattle with 66, Colorado with 61, or uh, Edmonton with 65, and then Colorado's got 61, Minnesota's got 61, Calgary's got 61. Um, I think at this point we can probably write out Nashville and St. Louis. I think I, I, I want to give them a couple more weeks, but I, I'm with you. I think in general they're out, especially if they sell. Okay. If either yeah, of those I, teams I, sell, I, they're definitely Well, St. Louis is already selling. We can, In fact, actually, let's talk about that real quick. Um, so the biggest trade that we've had, you know, we usually get one of these, like, pre-come trades before mm, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Little um, And this one coming – what's little that? Foreplay. Little foreplay. Little foreplay. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, it, uh, it just it, it kind of trickles yeah. out. Um, you've got uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, long time, long lifelong actually, blue, going to the New York Rangers to play with uh, Panarin and Terry Panarin, yeah, yeah. and uh, them showing off their skills against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, uh, how do you feel about this trade? I don't mind it. I think St. Louis. I think St. Louis still. If you're if you're talking about winners and losers, I think St. Louis still lost this trade. But I think in general. It does benefit both teams, kind of, maybe. 
So yeah, um, yeah. One one of the guys. So the the full trade was Vladimir Tarasenko and uh, I think it's Miko Nikola, which is a fucking sick yes. name. Yes. Um, sounds like an old camera. Uh, there was a guy named Hunter Skinner in there somewhere. Yeah, too. Hunter Skinner was. So I think what happened is like Hunter Skinner was going back towards the Blues, and they were like, "Well, if we're losing like one of the coolest names that we have on the roster, like in the system, we got to at least get someone like kind of cool back." So. Dude, Hunter Skinner is a fucking. It's all. He's the second coolest name next to uh, Amadeus Lombardi. Ooh, Amadeus. He's a he's a Red Wings prospect. Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Song. But yeah, so I think I think it really sets the Rangers up. I know the first round pick was conditional of some sort. Tarasenko had to get a certain amount of games in or something, or something. You know, as far as Rangers go in the playoffs or something like that. Uh, I never know what the conditions are. I just don't care enough. But uh, and then back the other way was Sammy Blay, who is an old blue, which I think we were kind of chuckling about, which is is funny. You know, Armstrong just wanting his old his old boys club back. Uh, so so Sammy Blay going the other way. Your your Hunter Skinner is a defensive prospect for the Rangers, who I've never heard of, and I follow the prospects quite a bit. So uh, maybe he's having just a really nice year and and could really step into a good role or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but then that first round mm-hmm. pick. So I think I think what this is, and, and you know, like we've discussed, I think this is just get him out of here. I'm sick of having these yeah. talks. I'm sick of him just being around. And you know, yep. realistically, like we're 53, we're eight points back at the trade deadline time. Uh, it's just it's just not going to happen. So yeah, I'm assuming that Tarasenko because he had a no move clause, right? Probably. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that he was pretty pigeonholed to New York, and New York kind of probably picked up on it and knew that they could demand their sure. own terms. Um, because this, on the on the like, I don't know. On the on the surface, with no context, Rangers won this trade. Yeah, big time. This is a fucking. This is a great trade for the fucking Rangers. Um, a first round pick from the New York Rangers, who are going to make a deep playoff run, really doesn't mean all that much. Um, it does this year. So dude. I, I just. What's it that? does this year. That's true. Yeah, that's I, true. This is a deeper draft than normal, yeah. but at the same time, it's just it. It definitely seems like the New York Rangers won this trade, and but but it seems like the sense around the league, and especially with Blues fans, is we don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. We're kind of like you said. We're tired of Tarasenko. We're tired of dealing with all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. We're tired of will he, won't he? Um, and he seems happier on the Rangers. So, sure. um. It seems like a good trade for Tarasenko. Obviously, a great trade for the Rangers. It kind of puts them into contention now that they'll be able to slug it out with the rest of the elite teams in the East. Uh, but as far as the Blues go, ugh, I just, there's we'll put it this way: there's no immediate return. Yeah, I think like I think, getting Sammy Blay back is not going to. No. It, I think they did that as a favor to Sammy Blay. Sure, like he didn't want to be in New York anymore. Right, yeah. like he 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 wanted to be back in St. Louis. He probably lives there or something, and they they brought him back. Yeah. So, I, I think know. I think from the Rangers' perspective, what th- this does two things. So Tarasenko coming in allows for the kid line to be formed again, which had yep. a lot of success. You got Lafreniere, uh, Kako, and and Philip Hedl. So I think yep. that's really nice. It gives you that 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 option to allow, allow you to do that, and then. Miko Mikola was was a guy who realistically the Blues had hoped to to kind of be that second power play, you know, uh, top four guy, right? So like 
this, I mean, it really could turn out, especially if he kind of turns over with the way that uh, Keandre Miller has come along. You know, you already have Adam Fox and Truba there. I, I mean, I'm sure Mikola is going to sit on that third D pairing, but man, that shores them up pretty good. Like looking at those DraftKings odds, yeah, you should probably lock the Rangers up if you're thinking you just have ten extra bucks. Uh, that's yeah. that's. I mean, they they really did kind of you know put a hurt on competing with the rest of the East. They they really made a little push there with just with one little trade. So um, little trade. It's fucking Vladimir Tarasenko, but. Right. I mean, you know, granted that name probably meant some more weight, you know, three, four years ago, sure. but, um, no, it's, it's still a solid move and that's going to round out that first line. I mean, the fact that Chris Kreider is on your second line is with, with, um, not Kachuk, uh, dickhead. Trocheck. Trocheck. Thank yeah. you. Like that's a, that's a good second line. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a good win for the Rangers and, uh, I think, Blues fans are just happy that the Tarasenko the saga over. is over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the West, um, obviously the Blues have just waved the white flag. They're sellers. Nashville's probably not too far behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, all these West teams understand that it's it's up for grabs. Sure. Like and and what we've been seeing is is that like you've got you know, Timo Meyer or Eric Carlson, you know, Patrick Kane, the guys that are, you know, the bells of the ball right now, Western teams are circling. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, it, there's heavy rumors that are linking Edmonton to Eric Carlson. I'm not sure how they're going to be able to do it, but they'll, they'll see. It's such a weird um, it's, fit for me. My, it might be a situation that, you know, like San Jose is like, okay, thank you for your interest and we'll get back to you if there's nothing better. But, Edmund, like San Jose, would have to take a lot of salary on that. It just it, like a lot. Of to me, that seems like a lot of to to make it work for Edmonton. Yeah, but it seems like a lot of personality on your top power play. I don't know. I I'm a, I'm just I'm someone who, like yeah. I, I think what Edmonton needs is probably to shore up the D line. But do you do it with you know a guy who is fully offensive, right? Like I think if Edmonton They're, had you know if their top power play guy was nurse instead of bouchard or or barry right like sure i mean you know go for it but i think with the amount of talent that they still have on in their forward ranks like i I don't know it just seems like a weird fit to me there i mean it's that idea of do you fix your weaknesses or double down on your strengths and i power plays are important look do as a as a just a blatant hockey fan do you love the idea of leon Dreisaitl, Connor mcdavid and eric carlson on the same power play Fuck yeah absolutely yeah. that is some fun some hockey highlight right real shit right there yeah absolutely but that you know you're you're ba- you're basically you know you're putting your hands in your shaky defensive core and your very schizophrenic goaltending <laughs> um I, what is there a better way to put it that's spot on that's why i'm laughing that is it's i they literally there's you just can't predict if they're gonna be good or not so um you're you're that so i don't know yeah you're right i don't know if that's gonna be a fit and and with their cap situation i think that they would have to probably san jose would have to hold on to a, a lot of that salary yeah. and that the whole point of getting rid of eric carlson is to dump that salary sure. so um, they're probably courting teams right now, and the asking price is, you know, who's going to take more money? Yeah. And that that's tough, considering you're trying to sell him to contenders who don't have a lot of cap space. Right. 
Yeah. Um, it is difficult because you know even even if you know Toronto or somebody wants to give up all their draft first round draft picks for the next five years, that doesn't clear cap for you. So, it, I I'd be surprised on where he goes. But so you've got these Western teams that are kicking tires on all of this, trying to you know trying to get a leg up to make them the favorites. Um, Vegas uh, hugely linked to Patrick Kane. You've got LA that's circling on Timo Meyer. I think they've even asked in on Eric Carlson. Um, the only rumors that we talked about with Seattle have been Jonathan Tays that have been confirmed. Everything else has been kind of up in the air. Uh, you and I have talked though about going off of this one, three and one road trip. The defensive problems are still an issue. Mm-hmm. Let's you're Ron Francis. You have decided that you are not going to get a goalie. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to stick out the tandem of Grubauer and Jones for better or for worse. With the event, with looking at TSN Hockey's trade bait list, going off of these defensemen, who realistically do you go after for a defenseman? It's tricky because because of Francis's issue with getting rid of draft picks, right? Because I think a lot of these top D are going to require at least a first round pick in this year's draft. Because oh, it's I mean it's Gavrikov. You think Gavrikov's a first round yeah, pick? In the in this, I mean, it depends, right? So if if a guy like uh, you know Joel Edmondson goes first and he takes a second round pick, Gavrikov's getting a second round pick. I think they're very similar okay. players. If a guy like Chikrin goes for two first round picks this year and next year, right? If you think about it like that, mm-hmm. which is what the Coyotes have been known to be looking for, they're not going to get that. Uh, they're going to get prospects in a first-round pick this year. But if he were to go for two first-round picks, that instantly bumps the market for Gavrikov and Joel Edmondson and those kind of guys because defense are at a super premium, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think for me, just knowing that he's probably not going to get rid of his first-round pick this year, I think he still kind of has that, like, you know, and maybe he doesn't like you've been talking about the West is more open this year than I think a lot of teams thought. Uh, so it's a very good chance that he could, he could go all in. I think a guy like Jacob Chikrin is a guy that you go all in for because he is 24 years old. He is having a very nice season. He, you know, has two years remaining on his, on his cap hit, right? Like he's, he's with you for two more years. And then I think he still becomes an RFA. Right, so Chikrin to me is a guy. If you're thinking both long term and potentially short term, that's a guy you go after and you go after him hard. Um, I think you know, think, think, Fergus, think, um, you know, you, they're not getting rid of Shane Wright, but you could see someone potentially from the forward group roster. Um, you know, just I, I'm not sure exactly what it would take to get Chikrin, but at 24 years old, he's in your window for Matty Beneers and Shane Wright. Yep. He's, you know, you have time to get a better goalie than Grubauer or Jones. You know, it, it, realistically, even with Chikrin, maybe you make a decent run this year, uh, but you're still thinking for the future, which I think is important for for the Kraken. So, uh, Chikrin is Chikrin is by far the bell of the ball for me. I think that that's a huge get for them if they're able to uh, work it, work a nice deal with the the Coyotes there. I think some other D. Uh, you mentioned Gavrikov. I brought up Joel Edmondson. I think those would be okay. 
I don't mind either of yeah. those guys. I think that would be I think that would be all right. Um, we think about Ghost. I think Ghost is a sneaky one to where you could potentially get him for a second round pick, and he okay. he, he he turns the tables a little bit for me. So I mean. He he when he was in Philly his first or second year, I mean, he put up fifty I think he put up forty to fifty points. I mean, he had a fucking season. Like that that kid is actually pretty good. He's twenty nine, but you know, still still pretty good. Uh so that's not that's not a bad one. That's definitely a guy I had on my list. Um Matt Dumba even is one that Matt Dumba has okay. actually developed a little more defensive game than he, when mm-hmm. he first kind of came into the league, he was more offensive, and so I think that's that's definitely something to keep an eye out for, uh, you know, potentially the the Kraken to do. But you think Montreal wants a first for Edmondson? I think they're waiting till the last second to see what the rest of the market is. If between Gavrikov and Edmondson, you're going to see the exact same package. I think. Really? Yes. Well, I've heard that that the asking price for Gavrikov with Columbus is like ridiculous. Yeah, I I think I think Montreal. Man, they put a high price on Gavrikov. He's not, he's not that good. I think the only thing, no. the only thing you're buying with Gavrikov is he's 27 instead of a guy like mm-hmm. Joel Edmondson being 29, right? Like, I mean, you're thinking of two years. I, I, just, I don't know. Of these available ones, the best to me, like weighing both money and fit, I I do think Edmondson is like obviously I'd love to have Eric Carlson. Sure, but that's that I I don't think that's feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, San Jose wants picks. And we'd have to take, you know, a decent amount of his salary. I just don't think that's feasible. Um, I think balancing price with fit. I, honestly, I lean towards Edmondson on this. Yeah. I so so what we were talking about earlier. I think I think where your where your hole is is technically Jamie Alexiak right now, right? So God. in your top four, Jamie Alexiak is your hole. You would rather him even with his giant contract. I think he's five mil a year or something crazy. Even with that contract, he is a third pairing defenseman. He is. Yep. Right. So yep. I think I think you put someone up there with Schultz that can play you know more defensively. And you're right, Joel Edmondson might be that guy. Right. I think a, like a like a Ben Sherratt, Joel Edmondson, I think those in my brain, those are the two the exact same guys. But um, Right. Yeah, so I think I think that's not a bad option because he plays that left side whereas Schultz is gonna play the right side. Uh, and that makes a pretty sure. pretty decent top four because of the way Dunn's been playing. Larson's always a little bit shaky, uh, but then he plays really good. So I think that that gives you a better top four. And you, you, I mean, yeah, you st- I think you still have to get rid of a first round pick for Edmondson just with that defensive market this year, unfortunately. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I think uh, most okay. If you had to guess what the Kraken are going to do with the deadline, are they going to make a move, or do you think they just do nothing? I think they're going to do small depth moves. Okay. Yeah, I just... They don't try to make a big put. I mean, Jonathan Taze would be... I mean, there's name value there, but it doesn't... As we said before, it just doesn't move the needle too much. You give up a... If if Francis gives up a first-round pick for Jonathan Taze, he's probably not the GM in two years. He's not worth a first-round pick. He's really not, and I bet you that's what Chicago's looking towards. just not. Ugh. Yeah, that I would, would suck. Would not. But, but there, I understand the temptation, and maybe Kraken fans are feeling anxious because, like, at the end of the day, like you, you're, it is a wide open Western Conference. There is no like set favorite, and when you're surrounded by teams that are looking to rearm and arm up for the playoffs, I understand the 
you know, like the paranoia of like, oh shit, maybe we should do something too. Yeah, God, I just, I would hate, I mean, sure. I mean, we see teams do this every year where like they hemorrhage the future because there is, an, there is that fucking peak of light through the tunnel where they could potentially see themselves getting into the Stanley Cup, right? But I think if yeah. you're looking towards even next year or the year after that at all, Vegas and Colorado are going to move back into those top spots. They're going to be as close to the juggernauts as you can get in the Western Conference, right? So I just, yeah, I would hate to, I'd hate, I'm definitely not giving up a first round pick for Taves. If that's, if that is what it is, Francis needs to lose his job. Instantly. Well, here, let's, let's make a point right now. Seattle, healthy or close to healthy, plays an injured Vegas, a, a stoneless, Thompsonless Vegas team. You think they win that one? Seven game series with Aiden Hill and Net. Uh, that or Bassois. So the goalie matchups even, right? About Def- defensive yeah, matchup take. is is swinging Vegas's way. If Vegas does yep. anything to make up for the stoneless Golden Knights and don't move Kessel, uh, that forward group competes with the Kraken's forward group. So I mean, I I, I truly I, I think I think Kraken still lose that. That's, okay, that's okay. I, I would say it's more of a coin toss. Yeah, I mean it's close. I mean I'm not you know. in in that scenario now a fully healthy Vegas versus a fully healthy Seattle Vegas Vegas yeah, will win a seven game series. But yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. that's but but that's not the reality. Sure. And if Seattle ironically, like Seattle ironically wants to take second or third so they can play Los Angeles because if they take the first, you're playing a wild card which gets you well, I wouldn't mind playing Minnesota, but it could be Edmonton, could be Calgary, and uh I think I'd rather play LA in the playoffs than than I Edmonton or Calgary. I'll take Minnesota. I wouldn't mind Minnesota. I'll take LA or Minnesota all day. I don't think those teams are that yeah. good. So absolutely. So I think that's what that's what it comes down to is uh, if a fully healthy Seattle team plays LA or Minnesota, we're we're legitimately that that's it. Like if I'm Ron Francis, I'm looking at this like it, you're not the best team, but if you're playing the odds and you're like you have strategy to this, there's a there's a realistic possibility of shooting for conference finals. If everything goes the right way, like if you, if you, if Vegas falls to second or something, you're playing Vegas in the first round, you're, you're screwed. But if you're playing LA in the first round, okay, there's a decent shot. We're getting to the second Mm -hmm. round. And after that, you're rolling the dice. And look, if you're making it to the second round, fucking season's already a success. Like that's huge. Like making the playoffs is already a big win. If you, if you make it through the first round, Fuck, how long did it take Columbus to win a fir- one round? 20 years? Yeah. Columbus might never win <laughs> Something again. Something like that? Yeah, ex- absolutely. So like it that's that's a huge accomplishment um to get there. But if you're if you're trying to be sneaky about it, you know, uh, you if you're Seattle, you take out LA in the first round if that happens, and then you're playing, you know, Edmonton, Minnesota, or Calgary, which uh, you know, Edmonton could be good you know that if they're playing their right way and they can make up for their weaknesses which we've already talked about um seven two and one they'll, in their they'll last win 10. yeah they're they're playing pretty well uh, especially since Andrew king came back um but i would i would i would have to look at their schedule to see if that actually has any mm-hmm. like bearing um 
Minnesota, I'm I'm not worried about Minnesota. If if Seattle plays LA in the first round and then Minnesota in the second, it's we're we're going to the conference finals, That's baby. Right. Easy. Um yeah. Yeah. Um and then Calgary. Like uh, Calgary is Jackal and Hyde this year. Oh yeah. Um they're having some serious goaltender issues. I don't know what's going on with Markstrom. He had a fantastic year last year. Well, um did he like get hurt or something? And, and Huberto and, and Weger are taking longer to adjust to Calgary than, yeah. than we thought they would too, right? fucking Uyghur has one goal yeah and, and Huberto I mean I got him on my other fantasy team he's he's probably not sticking with the Eden Hall Warriors next year so <laughs> yeah, you like that one I like that I like yeah. that a lot so okay so so just to kind of recap a little bit I, I want to yep. go so you had to pick two guys we, we we're probably not getting a goalie I think I think we have to kind of just accept that these goalies are, are who we're going to have because of Grubauer's contract. It's just almost impossible to move. What are you adding? you got to add two guys. Who, who are you adding? If I have to add two guys that are on waiver watch? Realistic. Or uh, trade with watch? the amount of cap space and... Realistic. Yeah, I okay. mean, obviously, you know, don't you don't got to get crazy with the numbers, but... You know, okay, two guys on my radar. I'm, I'm, I'm heavily interested in Churchin. Yeah. Um... Fuck. Oh, is this what I would do or what I think? What you happen? should, what you would do. I don't want to. Uh, Francis, who knows what Francis is doing? Okay. What I would do is Churchin is a is my solid. Like I'm, I'm really kicking tires on him. Yeah. Um, if I am looking for center depth, I, I'm looking into Ryan O'Reilly instead of Jonathan Tays. Hundred percent agree there. Um, nothing there. It, it, not even a little bit. Um, I like. I would like the value on Tyler Bertuzzi from Detroit. Yeah. I just feel like he's he's redundant on this team. Like he's got he's going to add depth anywhere, but we just don't need left and Is right he wing. Gritty? Fine on yeah, that. I mean, he just he seems gritty. Does, does oh, he yeah. fight though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's. I think of Thomas Holmstrom. Okay, so he, he's got a little bit of that yeah. punch too. Oh yeah, I he's like he's fucking he he's a banger. Yeah, he bangs in front of the net and whatnot. Um, you and I were talking before, uh, like if we're going to do the center route, uh, but Jukes down, yeah. um, uh, nothing, there's probably some sneaky value right there. Um, I think Jesse Pugliarvi would be a complete waste of time and effort. Um, God. Okay. So what I would do is I would pursue Churchin, and if that's not going to happen, I'm going for Edmondson. And if that's not going to happen, I'm going for Gosh's Bear. Yeah. Um, if I have to pick an offenseman, I'm, I'm, I'm really kicking tires on Ryan O'Reilly. I'm really kicking tires on Juke's dad. And you know what? Even Gustav Nyquist. Yeah. Uh, actually, but, but probably, uh, more realistically is probably Brock, Brock Besser. Yeah. 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 No, I like um, those. Worst case, worst case scenario, you've got Matt Dumba waiting in the wings. I honestly don't think Mac, Matt Dumba's that good. Um, I think Max Domi could add some depth to this team. Um, Max Domi seems to just increase the team that any team that he's on gets a little better when he's he's not a huge needle mover, but he does seem to move things in the right direction. I mean, he's Yanni Gord light. Yeah, I feel like yeah. yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, he could he could add some depth, but this team's got depth. It, you need you need defense, so. Uh, as much as I want to go down, you know, how much an offenseman would be interesting to add to this team and, and add to an already log jam on offense, uh, I, th- I think Francis should be focusing on defense. And yeah. um, Chertrin's going to be going to be right up there. I'd pass on Gavrikov. 
Um, I'd pass on Jake McCabe. I think Edmondson would be my next my next one if Churchin's just not available. Yeah. I I, so, I hate go. to agree with you. That sucks. <laughs> that that yeah. Makes sense. I I'm throwing the absolute fridge at Jacob Chikrin. I mean that's just yeah. I mean Chikrin. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I mean you know same thing. Same difference. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, All right. The only other one yeah. I want to throw um, I want to throw one more name at you because oh, I, yeah, think yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah. kind of funny, but I I like. I like the thought of this. Uh, Jordan Greenway. Jordan Greenway is a big body, and yeah. I I think I mean that's that's more that's more into like the uh, the um, oh the dickhead we just traded for. Magna. It's more in that category. Magna. Yeah, I yeah, it's more like a Magna trade. But you know what? If we're looking for grit, why the hell yeah, not? I like I like just the big body there because I don't want to get too crazy because Berkey is probably not out that long. Uh, mm-hmm. So if I'm throwing the kitchen sink at, at Chikrin and, and throwing it down to Arizona, uh, I think Jordan Greenway is like a sneaky under the radar. But I think I think to your point, I think you could probably get them to throw in Bajugstad with with Chikrin, right? Then you, yeah, you kind of no, I agree. Double hey, if you want a power play specialist, I hear Verona's available. Oh yeah, he's uh, he he deleted all of the Pornhub from his phone. Yeah, but. he's uh, he's like uh, we uh, Dusty Bender. Uh, breaking news on this, or, you know, because he, he went to the uh, NHL's um, substance or abuse program. Substance? No, not substance. Like player assistance yeah, program. Yeah, there you go. And uh, uh, Dusty Bender exclusive here. It was uh, chronic masturbation. It's an epidemic. It's gotten worse. Lalone. <laughs> Lalone was like, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. The guy, the guy doesn't even like get to practice anymore on time <laughs> he just sits on the bench oh <laughs> fuck he sits behind the backup goalie so no yeah. one can see him doing yes. it yeah that's smart absolutely yeah god damn hope we i'll, I'll hope we're we gonna pray for him yep absolutely yeah. so yeah um hopefully he's doing all right okay i think that's i think that's about it for the episode Got anything else no it sounds pretty good it was a fun one perfect perfect all right once again Shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network for sponsoring our show. We are very happy to be a part of the Hockey Podcast Network family. Shout out to The Hub. Shout out to John Miller. Everybody who supports the show, please subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher that you are on. Really appreciate you guys. Leave nice reviews wherever you can. And uh, tell your friends about us. And if you are uh, in Seattle this Saturday, downtown, Queen Anne, Soho area, uh, come say hi. There you go. Or throw stuff at us, but if you do that, please expect that we will throw stuff back. Just at you. expect that, like if we, if you toss something at us and you're huge, <laughs> the girlfriends are definitely gonna fucking come up and talk shit to you oh, too. So, hundred yeah, percent. It's like, four. We, we will, we'll talk shit from like afar. Yeah. Like that guy Whereas over they... across the bar was being a dickhead, and then the girls <laughs> gonna get fucking right up in your face. They spit. Oh, a little absolutely. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. At least, uh-huh. yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit, a little bit. Definitely. Of spin there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in, and we'll see you. What on Saturday, Sunday? Something like, that. Something like that. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>